We've heard Cass talk about it all morning long, and we are honored and excited about our next guest from Montica, California. Chloe Cole is with us in the studio. Welcome to Springfield, Missouri. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Okay, so how long? How many days have you been here now? Now, you came in for to testify. We're, we're going to dive into that in just a few minutes, but how long have you been in town? I've been here for about three days, Okay, so and I'm going to fly back home today. So what is something that, what have you got to experience about Springfield so far? Um... Well, I haven't had much time to really go out, Aww. but last night I was able to go to like a local uh, debate party. I mean, not not debate party, but a uh, we're all watching the oh, presidential watching the debate. debate last night. Yeah, were you? Oh, you were with Cass. Were you, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you're you're in Nixa, Southwest Missouri, young you, Republican. You were in Nixa. I was. Yeah. Well, how did you did you enjoy that? Yeah, I did. Oh, I haven't gotten seen much around Springfield, but. I mean, everybody that I met is a pretty fun bunch. You, they didn't take you over to the big Bass Pro Shop and let you walk around that or anything and see no, that experience? No, I haven't been able to. Been yeah. cool. By the way, it's not always this hot around here. This is very unusual <laughs> weather that we're having right now. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, know, I mean, I'm from California, so, so I'm used, used to like 100 to it, degree I, weather, yeah. but I'm not quite used to how muggy it gets. Yeah, it's really muggy. Hey, so Chloe Cole is um, an activist. I mean, you're a young lady and you are doing some crazy stuff. Did you ever think? like a couple years ago that you'd be doing what you're doing right now and tell the people really what you're doing so that they can know that, you know, what's going on, what you're in town for and all that good stuff. And, and Hey, I'm going to ask you speaking to that microphone so they can hear you close there. All right? all right. Yeah. I can't ever say that I thought that I was going to be doing some, some crazy stuff like this, but, um, I'm really thankful that I am, you know, I'm, I'm getting to see all over the States and just learn a little bit about the U S um, and like all the all the different states, all the different like cultures around, it's pretty. It's a pretty cool experience. Yeah. And also just like getting to getting to fight for a cause that I really believe in, you know. Well, let's talk about that. So let's talk about your story. So what brings you to Springfield, Missouri? Let's talk about your journey. So at what age did you decide that you wanted to make a big change in your life? Um. So at the age of twelve, even though that I'm female, I mm -hmm. felt as though. There was something wrong with me that mm -hmm. I wasn't like the other girls, that I wasn't pretty or feminine enough, and that it just wouldn't make sense for me to be born that way. That I would be happier if I lived life as a boy. And I decided that I wanted to pursue that. And so I started to transition. I took upon the, the name Leo, and I started cutting my hair shorter and wearing my boys' clothing and trying to, uh, I guess, come out to my peers and eventually my family as a boy. And how, how, how did they receive that? Well, the response between most of my peers was pretty markedly different from my family. Uh, my family, and my, especially my mom and dad, for the most part, were pretty supportive. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to make me comfortable and accommodate me and my preferred name and such. But a lot of my peers from school, um, within my grade level, were actually pretty mean about it. And I really? mostly, yeah, most of them, I, I mostly think it was just because, like, we were, we were in middle school and, when like you're barely hitting puberty yeah. and all the hormones are surging, you're not, you're just, you tend not to be a nice person. So, so had your body hit puberty by the time that you decided to make the transition? Yeah, I actually had a fairly early puberty. Um, I started developing at around nine years old. So, okay. so then you, at 12 years old, you decide that you want to transition to become a boy. Yes. And so how long did that go on before you realized, no, I don't, I don't like this. I don't want to do this. Um, well, my transition spanned from about my eighth grade year to my the very end of my junior year of high school. So I was about 13 to 16 while I was going through the medical process, which uh, when I was 13, I started with puberty blockers and testosterone. And 
at 15 years old, I underwent a double mastectomy, meaning that my breasts were both surgically removed. Mm. How did you? How did you first get medicine? Like, what? What did that? How did that process start? Well, my parents' first response, because they weren't really familiar with the subject, was to start sending me to a therapist because they they immediately recognized it as like a mental health issue, but they weren't really sure about how to really go about uh, helping me with it. Um, and they thought that in doing so, like I, they would, they would, that I would get help with dealing with these feelings around my sex, that they would kind of dive a little bit more into it, into the, the source of it, and that they, as my parents, would get help with raising me. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that didn't really happen. It was more like the doctors just gave me what I wanted rather than focusing on, on what I needed. Okay, so the question, so your parents thought that when they sent you to a counselor, a psychologist, they were going to affirm, hey, you're, you're a girl, and they were going to tell you that? That's they were going to fix her. Okay, but that did not happen. They, they kind of just said, oh, yeah, you're a boy, and so let's, let's give you some medicine to let you be what you feel that you are. Yeah, and I wouldn't necessarily say that I was forced into it or pressured into it by anybody, really, but I wasn't given any other option. I thought that was the only option that I had, yeah. that I really was a boy. Okay. So at what point, what what were the the feelings or the situation that started to make you go, this might not have been a good decision. Yeah. I want to go back. That came after I had surgery, actually. Like, I was pretty confident in my transition and my identity up until I had the surgery. And I think part of it is that the surgery was just like a huge shock on my body. The recovery process is, uh, it was pretty rough. And was I'm it? still actually going through it. Um, I'm having some complications with the skin grafts they use. Um, and this was the original surgery coming from a girl transitioning to a boy. This, you're still having complications from that original surgery. Yeah. And it's been about three years. Wow. I was supposed to be fully healed by maybe like a year and a half afterward. I was told. And so you didn't see, you know, you're still having these physical issues. Like, is, is it something is do you mind telling us like, what's the, what are you dealing with right now? Yeah, so the incision that I got was called, uh, it's the most common form of the surgery. It's, uh, called a double mastectomy with double, with, uh, with nipple grafts, meaning that they, they, uh, they grafted my, my areolas. Um, mm-hmm. they removed them and then they moved them into mm. a higher, they called it a more masculine positioning on my chest. Yeah. And I mean, there's all sorts of complications that arise from that. Um, yeah. Like it's it's not uncommon for people to like lose uh, these grafts, um, crazy. like the the early uh, like the first year of healing. And usually it's the first month, but my complications started to really pop. They started to really pop up around the like uh, the two the two year mark after I stopped transitioning actually, and I haven't really got any help with it. I don't even know what exactly is going on, but I have to bandage my chest every day. Can I ask you a question about like some of the internal things? You're starting to take puberty blocker, you know, medicine. Like, did you notice anything internally? Like, you know, is there, is what's that doing to your insides? Do you notice anything with that? Um, yeah, I, while I was on the blockers, I started to experience, uh, sorry, I'm about to sneeze. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> God bless. We're talking with Chloe Cole here with us, and she's from California. She's in town right now to testify against the Senate bills 39 and 49, 49. both, right? And which is the transgender, um, regulations that the state of Missouri was passing and uh, there's been some trials, people trying to get it overturned that, yeah. that and she's uh, Missouri, not talking against it just to clarify. No, she's yes. talking for it. That's correct. Yes. She's talking for it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. She's here to testify on behalf of, right. of the, of the Senate bill. Thank you. And we, and Alex has just asked her about some of her internal, internal challenges that she's had. And the reason why I asked that is because 
you know, I've seen videos, you know, on YouTube and I've seen some of your stuff. You know, I have a 12 year old daughter, um, 13 now. Chris has two girls. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I remember the first time seeing videos of people, young people like you. Are are you 19? Is that what I'm saying? How do you? Yeah, I just turned 19. Yeah. So young people like you who thought at one time, yeah, I want to be a different sex and then realize, no, that's not right. And then you want to detransition back. And I, that, that was probably when I first, became aware of how cruel we are as adults who should be helping young people like you um, process these decisions um, before we start to go to medicine, before we start to go in and bring out scalpels and, and, and cutting off body parts and mutilating right. kids. And you didn't receive that. And again, I, I'm not trying to villainize your parents or any doctors or anyone, but as a nation, like we, you know, we need to know. And so we don't, I've never talked to someone personally, like what's like, I, I want to know, they started putting you on these puberty blocker pills and stuff. Like, what's that going right. to do to you long term? Um, we don't know yet. I mean, I don't really know, don't but know it yet. could. I haven't like gotten my fertility tested yet, but it could potentially have affected oh. my ability to have kids um, naturally. Um, things like my egg quality and uh, like even down to like the uh, the the lack of proper development in in my hips. I don't know if I'm going to be able to safely birth or if my Chloe, let me ask you another question because we're, we're going to, I mean, I don't, for the sake of time here, I just want to, and, and that is powerful. Do you, how many, since you've started this, this, uh, this campaign and, and, and putting yourself out there and saying and being vulnerable, how many other kids have come to you and also said, this is the same way that I feel that I should have never made the transition. Yeah. Can I, can I just say this though? We need to think about that. Can we? Can can you stick around for just another segment? Because we got to get to we got to get to yeah, this next one. But sure. I want to say this: um, you're such a beautiful young lady. I, I just, I mean, your, your smile is beautiful. Your personality, um, man. I just, I hope you realize that and know that. And so, but let's let's oh, never answer that question when we come you know, right right next. That's it. That's really good. Really Chloe Cole joining us from Makita, California, in town, and she's been testifying on the Senate bill uh, 49 and 39 and, and, and for it. And you're, you're actually for this Missouri bill that we have. And so what's been going on over there at the courthouse? What, what I know the ACLU came at you pretty hard, didn't they? Um, well, their line of questioning actually wasn't that difficult. Yeah. Um, it was a little more nerve wracking to do the actual testimony because they just weren't letting me speak. Like every like three, three to four sentences I would speak, uh, the lawyer just objected was being a jerk yeah he wasn't letting me speak so it was like well what information am i going to be able to to get in here because most of it most of his objections were on the grounds that uh that uh i was uh speaking hearsay Mm -hmm. because i was speaking from about things that uh like either advice that i got from my doctors right or say like appointments that i wasn't there for but that my that my parents were for that that are like that are all like it's all like verifiable information in my records. Isn't that crazy? But the, yeah, but the actual line of questioning was not too hard. It was yeah. pretty weak, actually. He was just trying to like back me to a corner, getting me to say no again. He was just asking me like, "Are you from Missouri? Like, have you ever had healthcare in Missouri? Do you know anybody in Missouri?" Um, all the answers to the questions were no, obviously. But eventually, I backed him into a corner. I said, "It doesn't matter whether I'm here or not because I've met." Dozens, no, thousands of detransitioners from all over the states, from all the, all over the world, number? actually. Did you hear that number? And I, I meant she's met thousands of detransitioners. And the standard thousands. of care is the same. Yeah. It's and, all based on the same same uh, guidelines from the W path. And no one can dispute 
your personal experience. No, he was trying to say that I was trying to, like, uh, use my own personal experience to affect other people's healthcare. But this is ju- this is not just my own personal experience. It's a story that I've heard thousands yeah. of times. Well, also though, too though, you've lived it though. So who cares with it? I mean, it is your your story, and we're seeing it all over. I remember um, seeing a video. Like I said, my daughter, you know, she's only 12, 13. Mm-hmm. I think she's 13 now. That's embarrassing that I don't know the answer. You should answer. know the answer. I know I should. I have one that's 17 and one that's 20. She's 13. I'm going to say 13. Okay, but, um, but you know, and just as she has come into puberty, you know, and people know my story. My wife was, we have a St. Jude's kid. She's been gone. So I've been kind of like engaged in this stuff and knowing, talking about girl stuff, you know, right. <laughs> more than I would want to. But I remember seeing you one time. Um, is on Fox News with um, Harmeet Dillon, and I remember hearing your story, and that's probably the first time, and I was like, wow, that's such a brave young lady, first of all, you know, and I just want to thank you for what you're doing. Like, how how many, like, how often do you go, let's talk about you, like, where are you going to? Like, how often have you been testifying? Like, you seem like you're not phased by this lawyer. Like, how, is this a regular thing? How many times have you done this? Um, Well, I haven't testified on a court case before. Um, so this is my first time doing that, but I have testified on quite a bit of legislation. I've actually testified wow. here in Missouri on the same bill that passed. And yeah. in front of Congress. I mean, you were part of a congressional hearing. That's so I cool. was. That was on my 19th yeah. birthday, actually. So the reality awesome. is this. In, in Missouri, we have some of our state senators. Um, I know Jill Carter, Mike Moon, they've come together and they said, listen, we want to... We want to protect our children. We don't want our kids being yeah, um, having their bodies wow. mutilated. We don't want them being given these um, puberty-blocking drugs that we don't know the results of it. And um, Senate Bill 39 is we want to protect our women's sports. We want girls to be in girls' locker rooms and do that. And so we're thankful that we have legislators here in Missouri who um, have the common sense to support our values. And so what, what's happening now, though, is the ACLU – they don't like our values. They don't, they like, don't like what's yep. going on. So they're trying to come in here. They're not from here. They're not from Missouri. They're not from, you know, our area. And they're, they're trying to now get this, um, these bills overturned. And we have people, um, like Chloe Cole who are here to testify on behalf of us Missourians to say, Hey, listen, we want to protect our girls. We want to yeah. protect our women, our children. We don't want them cutting off their body parts and being mutilated. And so we're thankful, you know, that you are here um, doing this. And Thank so, you. you know, yeah, so that's yeah. good stuff. Chloe, you started to say, and I, and I, we, we got off on another rabbit trail there a little bit, but you, you started, you said you've talked to literally thousands of detransitioners and you said you backed that attorney up in a corner. What did you mean by that? What did, how did he respond to that? Um, he actually didn't know how to respond. He didn't know I saw how. I saw him and his assistant like look down at their papers and kind of shift and like whisper to each other. It was kind of funny point, to watch. Point for Chloe. Yeah. Point for Chloe. <laughs> Chloe, I want to ask you this: What's your message to that twelve-year-old girl who is listening? Twelve-year-old boy, 12 year or, old boy or girl, or mm-hmm. that that twelve-year-old who is saying, I, "I don't like my body. I don't feel you know right." What What's your message to that person? The best thing to do, really, is just to to wait it out. As as difficult as that sounds, because when you're young, it's common for your your feelings now to be transient. Like the way that you feel one day or one week or one month might just change the next. And there's nothing wrong with that, as cliche as it sounds. It's just another part of growing up. That's how you develop as a person. And, I mean, your body, the way that you look doesn't define who you are as a person. Yeah. The content of your character is so much more important. What would be your advice to a parent who is dealing with a son or a daughter who is like, hey, I don't like my body. I think I'm the wrong gender. What would your advice to them be? Again, the best thing to do is to, to wait it out, to not intervene, but to listen to them about the way that they feel, 
to let them know that you understand that you'll lend them an ear that no matter no matter what you'll love and support them and the problem that a lot of these gender dysphoric kids have is that a lot of them don't really feel as though they have like much of community or purpose within their community so it's important to um like get them off of social media off the internet off their phones um and into some activity that has them involved with either family or within um within their peer group whether that be like yeah. a like a sport a school club or an extracurricular i think that's pretty important growing up do you feel that the your therapy sessions helped you or hurt you no i mean honestly they barely call it therapy because they they really failed to address the underlying issues that i had and i think mm. it was a failure on their part to even let me allow allow me to do this as a kid they just gave me again they just gave me what i wanted and they didn't really think about what it was that I might have needed at the time. So we're here with um, Chloe Cole. She is a um, young lady, an activist now, really, who is um, speaking out um, against forcing these um, these puberty blocking drugs. Who's you know for speaking out against mutilating our children, and um, she's speaking for um, allowing kids to be protected and to be um, life. And, and I want to say this, you know, in the in the heels of. Um, what we're experiencing last night with our election and um, the politicians who are trying to make their case or the debate. Yeah, I'm sorry, the debate with the politicians that are trying to make their case for why we should vote them into office Mm -hmm. to to lead us. I just want to say I'm hearing you, Chloe, talk about how common sense, because to me that seems obvious, like wait it out, like wait, kids, wait it out. Hey, wait, spend a little time. Hold on. You know, don't, don't go down that route too fast. And parents just listen, be there for your kids, but you're still the parent and, and do in common sense. A girl's right. a girl, a boy's a boy, and you know we we have to make sure um, as we are listening to those debates too. Who's going to be the most common sense person? Who's going to who's going to listen to what we're trying to say and use their common sense, use some good judgment, and who's going to lead us? And so yeah, yeah. Well, Chloe, we've enjoyed talking to you. By the way, is this your bodyguard right here to my left? Is that is that the bodyguard guy? You your, could say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a big big boy, Mitchell. He's your brother, and uh, you guys are visiting, and, and it's been wonderful. Uh, just any final thoughts, any final thoughts that you had about your experiences in Nixa, I'm uh, sorry, in Springfield and you went to Nixa though. She did go she to Nixa, Nixa last Nixa. night, right? Oh, wait, wait, I yeah. got a question for you. Do you just in your own, you know, professional, personal, yeah. um, expert opinion, who do you think is better? Ozark or Nixa? Oh, she is. No, I'm just teasing. It's yeah, a joke. Been to Ozark. Been to Ozark. I'm cruel. just kidding. I'm hey, just teasing. Don, you're going to, we know that this is, the trial is still going on, correct? There's still, this, the hearing's still going on. I'm hearing there's supposed to be a judge's ruling by Monday. Is that what you all are hearing? No. Noon. Today? Noon today. So oh, it's ha- the ruling, no, ruling okay. will be a while longer. Okay. So, Shout out to yeah. Bridget Bittinger. She's in yeah, here. Yeah, Bridget's with in here. She's from been playing escort. She's driving around. Chloe, when time do you get to fly out? Um, About 5 p.m. Do something fun. It's yeah. Some Bridget, go do something fun <laughs> today. Cash your to chicken, Andy's. I have not. And maybe take her by the big bait shop, Bass Pro Shop. Do something fun, all right? Go to the Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, you could do that. Yes, <laughs> the wonderful go. wildlife. That's good. <laughs> hey, tomorrow you're going to want to check us out. We are not done talking about the bait, and we're going to bring some more experts in, including Congressman Eric Burleson. We got Senator Curtis Trent. We Are we having Elijah Hart tomorrow on the Speaker Soapbox? Do we know yet? Is that confirmed? Hopefully. Yeah, we'll talk to him today. We've enjoyed playing radio with you today. We hope you'll join us tonight. Don't forget, uh, Gary Nolan's coming up next. You've been listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex and Chris.